Hello and welcome to Always in Escrow with Colby Burchin and Serena Appel. Hello, Colby. Serena, how are you? I am beyond excited today because I have one of my dearest friends since college joining us who inspires me daily. We have Julie Smith of Jula Cole Design joining us. Julie is a South California-based full-service interior designer with a design portfolio that everyone here needs to stop and look at right now. Julie, welcome to the show. Hello, everyone. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited, Serena. You know, one thing about me, I love design. My dad was an interior designer. So the fact when you said Julie was going to come on the show, I've been like beyond, first of all, obsessive about her Instagram because her Instagram is phenomenal. Um, so I am super, super excited you were on the show today. So I'm going to dive right in, Julie, okay? Mm-hmm. What places, destinations, what inspires you? Because it's definitely like it's coming out through your design. So what's going on there? Well, being in such a very beach heavy inspired area makes me stand out because I love the beach and it's all unique beauty, but I'm inspired by the city. A hundred percent. The people, the beat, the pulse, like you said, I love the energy. You can find anything at any time. I love the historical nature that we have walking through the streets, the buildings, the culture. You just don't have that here. You have its own unique qualities, but having have all that in my background has enabled me to be different than very beachy and white everywhere, a little bit more depth, a little bit more, um, dare I say tortured, you know, a little bit more formal, um, more artistic, which now is great because after all these years, now I'm able to, you know, get that out and not just do your white shaker cabinets or, you know, something just a little bit more basic. Well, I love when Julie comes to visit in New York City because we walk around, we look at the architecture around us, then we jump into vintage shops, then we're, we go to the museum, and it's a full whirlwind when you come to town. It's, it's a highlight of my life. How do you work with your clients? Do you have a showroom? Do you meet people by Zoom? How does that all work? Um, I think my company now is more referral based at this point, which is great. Uh, I don't do much marketing, although everyone's saying I should start to build that type of portfolio. Um, so that's going to come later in the year. But yes, I have. I work for my showroom. I have um, an awesome showroom about two minutes from my home. And I'm on the border of Rancho Santa Fe, which in San Diego is a pretty affluent area. And they basically come to me with, this is what I want. You know, um, I don't usually take small projects. Now, my projects probably start the smallest one at 800000 and up. That's, you know, usually we're doing full home guts, either teardowns, new builds, everything from the concept, you know, conception all the way to the last accessory. So our projects last about two plus years or so, but every detail goes through us, everything. Um so we deal with the architects. Sometimes we even come before the architects, which most people don't understand. A designer's role is much more in the architecture than what a decorator would do, per se. 
So we are obsessed with the space plan, even the exterior, what's happening on the exterior. We kind of drive that as well. Um, they'll know kind of the details like, well, the city will only let us do X amount of square feet on this lot, or we have to be X amount from the property line. But then we are really, you know, working together. We are um, placing all, I'm basically, I usually change all the windows when they give me a plan and I re-space plan everything and I elevate everything from inside to outside. And then I hand it back to the architect and we kind of banter, sometimes good banter, sometimes not so good banter, back and forth about what it is that this client needs. I'm really cued into what my client needs. Most of them have families. We, it's, it's amazing to live in a beautiful home, but it needs to function. It needs to function like all those pictures that you see that looks completely flawless. And that's because all their stuff is on the floor when they take the picture. I try to make it sure that you have a place for everything in your kitchen, you know, your crock pot, your Instapot, every pot that we're using these days. So there's a place for it. So we doesn't have to look like that. Your countertop should never be cluttered. It's a home. It needs to function like a home and have enough storage and also have that vibe that the client is after. So most of the things we do are completely custom from everything down from the furniture to all the millwork, even the windows, you know, the details on the ceiling. So we obsess over every detail Again, it's for the good and for the bad. It's it's it will never be a passive job ever. You'll never have passive income from a job like this, but it's what I love to do with everything in my being. So mm. So are there any projects that you've completed that you're beyond proud of? It's interesting. I have this one project that I really love. The client was so amazing. He was actually, he's an artist. He's a potter that sold his company actually to William Sonoma guys. He, so he is like a, a yeah, he's amazing. But it's, his home is like a small mid-century and it, I didn't even do the whole home. You know, I just, I, it was the smallest job. I think it was below 800, but he was so amazing. I had to work with him. And he, he said, all right, let's just do this. What, what, what are you seeing here? And it was such a great marriage of, you know, these two art, artistic people working together, but he was very handy and functional. And so it was this dark kitchen that I did for him that I put slab underneath under cabs on the sides of the walls. I put a um, shelf, like shelf slabs. I put lighting in the, in the cat in the slabs and dark and moody we did custom handles with this awesome girl who's a welder by the way from new york as well which i love and we did these we're sitting there with her wheel and just grinding on these amazing pieces of sculpture that we adhere obviously to as cabinetry and i think to date well i'm doing my most amazing one now but to date as completed i think that's the most fun I've had in a kitchen remodel so far, but I have one coming up that I'm sure you'll ask me about. So we do want to know what's on the horizon. Um, you gave a sneak peek on your Instagram not too long ago. And again, I want everybody to open up your phones, pull open Instagram or jump online and check out the amazing work of Jula Cole design because you gave a sneak peek of this property. I mean, it was, it looks, it looked like it was gutted. And then you were talking about, you know, certain facade that you were keeping and you did a walkthrough, um, really with this property at the bare bones. So tell us, tell us more. This property is very unique because it sits high up in La Jolla 
and it overlooks obviously the ocean. I mean, it's a, almost an acre of land in La Jolla, which La Jolla is, you know, price per square foot is insane. Um, but this home is so unique because it has such an amazing view and has actual land. So we were able to really um, make this home something special. Yes, there's a lot of radius edges and it's a modern Spanish. So it's, you know, we have a lot of Spanish style homes here, which we love. Um, so we want to keep within the style of this home, but we want to modernize the space, obviously. So we took it down to the studs. We've been in planning for this right now. I would say it's almost two years and we just started to demo a few weeks ago. So the, the amount of energy that goes into designing these homes and getting them permitted, that's a whole other fun process is really, really intense. So um, yes, we have some radius edges that I wanted to keep all glazed, which means windows. So everything is about the view. You know, you walk in, you see the view and everywhere you go, you want to see the view, but you don't want it to just feel cold. A lot of, or we have a disconnect between a lot of architects and designers is when you have the architecture of the home and they're laying it out, they're laying it out. Everything's open. All these spaces are open. So when you walk in, everyone can see your business, you know, the kitchen, the, the living room. I like, I like open concept within a reason, you know, there, I want you, you to have a moment when you walk into the door and have a breath, you can, a little pulse, and then you walk into the rest of the home. Um, so I spent a lot of time making sure it wasn't what we call man modern and to not feel cold. So to bring in back a little bit more of those eclectic touches, which lend themselves to the Spanish architecture, like arches, but very intense, really full radius arches and the windows that we're doing. Um, again, everything in this home is completely custom. Everything from, you know, the walkway, the where I position the walls. I mean, the shower is just the bathroom it alone takes seven slabs, seven slabs. So you can imagine how many, yes, it's, it's on her. Wow. So, um, the, and the closet, the, she loves, she's, they're great clients. She loves clothing and accessories. And that was the first thing she came to me with. Like I want a closet of my dreams. And this has always been my dream, you know, just coming from fashion to make this most amazing closet. It's two rooms, uh, 12 feet high. And I'm going to make the most amazing closet guys you have ever seen and make Sarah Jessica Parker's closet look like nothing. So I cannot wait. This is, this is like my, this will be the, my mic drop, right? I'm done. After this, I told the client, retiring because I'll be dead after this one. So I'm really, I'm really wanting to understand, are there any trends from years past that are coming back that you love? Is it like clothing yes. design? Like, okay. Yes. Explain that to our audience because I'm sure a lot of people want to know that. Yes. Well, just like clothing. Um, and we've seen it now because we've, you know, we're not spring chickens. And so we've lived through a design cycle, right? Where everyone's like, wow, I cannot believe that person is still wearing Doc Martens. And all of a sudden your kids are saying, can I have some Doc Martens? You're like, oh my gosh. And pleaded from pants and stuff like that. But just like that, when it comes back again, it, it reinvents itself, right? So you have Doc Martens, but they're wearing it differently than we, how we wore it. And um, so 
just to mess with you, right? Just to poke a little bit, you know, high-waisted denim and flare, all those things that have were out for a while and now are back in. It's the same thing like interiors. What I'm seeing, and we're at the forefront of this at this point, is um, everyone, you know, everyone knows the white kitchen is kind of out. You know, I still think it's harsh to say the white kitchen is out because if you want a light and airy kitchen, white is not bad. It's just reinvented. So it doesn't have to be stark white. It can have warmth to it. We're seeing a lot of warmth, which for me has always been my differentiating factor here because everyone here is blue, ocean blue, white, white, white. And I'm New Yorker, green and browns and more moody, um, more moody tones. But now what we're seeing is, again, darker kitchens, more moody, less shaker. But the one thing that I want to tell you guys is, is the woods. We are starting to see more exotic woods, which I am very millwork heavy in my aesthetic. Everything about me is my, the millwork is for me, my most important part of what I do. Um, I sp I'm very close with all my carpenters. I mean, they're, my stainer is on speed dial. Um, so we spend a lot of time customizing millwork and I'm really spending a good amount of time now sourcing exotic woods. So we've seen burls. Burls were burl was huge in the 70s. And then everyone was like, oh, burl, get it out. And now I'm bringing burl, well, not just me, we are bringing some of these cool retro burls back, but they have been reinvented. So I think you're going to see a, a departure from that stark rift white oak that everyone sees now. Uh, in the light finish to more moodier woods and more exotic. So I'm excited for that. You created a pretty epic treehouse for your kids that I had never seen before. So on your own property, you had, you know, used the wood. Can you tell us about that little, just like the, your eye for a treehouse even and how you had that constructed? I'm going to give all, most of the credit to my husband on that one. He is very handy, super handy, and obviously lives with me. So, you know, pretty picky about most things. Um, we wanted a treehouse. We have an amazing piece of property here in Encinitas. And we about have an acre. And it's we have these beautiful... And what I love about it, guys, is that there's not one palm tree on my property. Everything's pine, right? So it's all these more East Coast kind of vibe. I don't want... Any, I don't want succulents. I don't want palm trees. Not like these palm trees here? No, we have too many palm trees. <laughs> I always just think they were so exotic, right? Just because yeah. they're from New York. And then realize that they're, you know, useless. They don't even produce oxygen. They're very pretty. They're very pretty for somebody else, but not my aesthetic. Anyway, we have this amazing tree in the backyard. Amazing. I mean, 12 feet high, um, the start of the treehouse. So we wanted to float a treehouse with no supports on the ground. That was the, so it was an engineering. It was like, you know, we just the, um, the bolts, the lag bolts that we used, you know, had to be special orders. So we, we mostly Michael and his dad floated this amazing deck, right? And you can't even see the stairs there behind, but they're actual stairs leading up to this treehouse, guys. It's amazing. We put in electrical up there. It's an A-frame. Um, and we put in electrical and legit stairs because I it's so high. We don't want them crawling up a ladder. And then we painted it this richest, richest deep green. So it's there, but it's inside the tree. And then inside of the treehouse is, you know, more, I think we did, um, we have 
I think we do have rift, you know, just rift oak boards kind of almost, you know, inside and, you know, just a couple of little furniture pieces and stuff. I haven't styled it out yet too much, but it's a pretty, um, pretty magnificent piece of uh, architecture for a treehouse. So fun. And um, you're still working on your own home too. I know that's been a labor of love. My own home has just been submitted for permitting. It's going to take probably a year or so before we can even break ground. So it's been a long, our city is really difficult, but yes, um, we designed the home. Um, I did the entire floor plan, the, the ceiling, the roof, everything. So this will be a very big project of ours as well. Can't wait to see and visit. And come back. Ten years, Serena. Ten years. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. I'm too busy. I want to be there. Oh, I want to stay in the treehouse. Treehouse <laughs> be better than what we're living in right now. So smart decision. So I I want to know: Does Julie have a signature something that you do on all decorating projects? I remember my dad having this like signature, like um, it, it's like a wall thing that he did, and it was in every house. Like he he talked every client into it. Um, do you have that? Um, I wouldn't say it's the exact same, but there's always. I think I touched on this before the millwork. It's always, you know, I do love wood. I love it. I love walnut and I love exotic woods and I still love rift. I think it's beautiful. Um, so I think that a lot of my work is wood heavy. Um, although I'm again, evolving and moving, but there's always a piece of wood there because wood warms the space. It's what, you know, makes it feel organic. And that is, you know, I am more modern in style, but it is something that I always will incorporate so it doesn't feel too masculine and too cold. Um, so, you know, we always have to balance out the femininity and the masculinity. I'm not a very girly girl, but I'm not a butch. So I'm somewhere right in line in the middle. And that is what I believe my style reflects. So I do get a lot of male um clients just male and hey it's wonderful and now I have a couple of clients that are really feminine and it's interesting because they're I'm I'm not struggling but I'm definitely you know checking myself a little bit like ooh I might have to make sure that this is a little bit more femme you know she's very soft she likes light and bright and light and pink and light you know so um I would have to say it's definitely the millwork also the styling um I usually use some piece of exotic petrified some sort of wood piece and everywhere I go also pottery but a modern with a vintage flair so I'll always I'll always have something vintage in the home I know a lot of people do that now it's huge everyone but I I love it I've always done it like you said I've always lived my life in vintage stores growing up I love them I still love them I still go to them incessantly so a little piece of vintage, I mean, even behind me, like this piece, which is a burl little guy, this was $20 from my consignment shop. So, but it looks when you style it and it's that right piece, it looks like a million, a million bucks. So the accessories are another kind of thing that I, um, is unique to me is because they are vintage. I don't love the mass produced accessories. So my accessories take a lot more time than the income that I'm making from them. But that's the piece that polishes it off, right? So that's the style. So um, that's my long-winded answer to you. It's wood. It's always wood. Oh, my gosh. Wow. What 
a conversation, I could dig in, you know, for hours and hours. And fortunately, I can just call you up and we can continue this. But um, we want to thank you for coming on the show. We want to encourage all of our listeners to visit Julie's website and, you know, tell everybody how they can find you, Jules. I think Instagram is pretty much, you know, where everyone's at. A lot of people look at your website, but I think it's more personal on Instagram. Um, we do, you know, daily things of behind the scenes of, you know, the glamorous life of redlining all the drawings that we're living in and all the things that you don't know that we have to do sitting behind the computer and putting things into our, you know, PO system trackers and all those things. So we kind of give you guys a snippet of the, you know, what, what it really entails to do this type of work. And, um, you know, a lot of people love to see it and it scares a lot of people like, oh, I was going to be designer and now I'm not. So, um, but we like to keep it real and fun and, you know, not too serious. Gorgeous work. Everybody keep your eye out. Julie is established and she is coming out with so much more on the horizon. And I'm so proud of you. Um, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you.